Hello and welcome to Star Trek Reliant, the podcast uh, riffing on Star Trek Online, the Star Trek uh, Foundry, and the madness that dwells within our hearts. Tonight we've got our usual cast of characters, starting with our chief, uh, our, uh, senior security officer, Chorog. Greetings and salutations, I'm Associate Chorog. We've got our man out of time, D.B. Wells. I am Dan the man, I have no plan, and I wish I could have ran. We've got our counselor, bartender, security officer, and other character, uh, Grumpy Old Nord. Hello. We've got our con officer, Cartoon Roddy. At some point in the past, I think we wanted to be Lamort de Arthur, but now we're more like Monty Python on the Holy Grail. <laughs> and uh, we've got Rick Tier, our chief engineer. I have two sticks. And our first officer will be joining us later. For now, we cut to the bridge of the USS Reliant. The yellow alert uh, icons are flashing. Graves is sitting in the captain's chair, pinching the bridge of his nose as information continues to trickle up from the away mission, dealing with the spore door on a um, abandoned research outpost in Ivy Space. Spordor had a basically big do not open, horrors lay inside vibe, and the horrors have gotten out to a large extent. Besides, I was just going to say, it's at times like this, I'm glad I'm the con officer and I'm not usually required to be on the ground. Yeah. So, <laughs> we still have to solve this. And things are going sideways, and we don't have our first officer or our chief tardigrade. So, who else do we've got? Well, Daniel has been uh, half kidnapped, half carried off, half been pushed into a mushroom man. Bryce has been uh, carried off, and Chorog is going to try and fight the horde because it's Chorog. Yeah. Um, oh, and Waitley uh, is down there too. <laughs> Yeah, Setson and Whiteley are still on the scene. Rick's on the scene. Uh, Alright. You know what? We paid good money for him. Let's bring out that Eliminator that we hired for this escapade. Should still be on the line. And... Yeah, let's do, let's do that first. Aye aye, sir. Patching it through. Because violence is still the answer. Real quick question is the DM. I was planning on taking the character. Does anyone want to play a Ferengi tonight? Special treat. Uh, I can do it. Um, I'll, I'll be a Ferengi. Okay, stabby Ferengi. Uh, Eliminator. Uh, you've been paid money, I think, by Eli. And you've been basically setting waiting to go. So, home screen, uh, the channel opens. Instead of an image, there's just a blank screen. And then a voice simply comes and says, The channel is secure. Channel is secure. Very good. Who do you need eliminated? Um, possibly some mushroom monsters. You have my attention. So, we've had a way team uh, investigating some anomalous life signs down on the planet, and things have gone sideways. Members of the away team have been kidnapped, and there are hostile fungal life forms on the planet, uh, surrounded by... Very hazardous spores and requiring strong EV protocols. I see. So, is this capture and retrieve, or do you just want me to eliminate everyone on scene? 
Uh, capture and retrieve, absolutely. Well, that's going to cost you. Well, Eli's already forwarded a generous advance, and I've got some connections. That should be able to compensate. Very good. If you'll give me the coordinates, I'll beam down and see what I can do. All right. Uh, beam down, and we'll provide uh, some backup. Um, we'll beam them down shortly. Very good. I'll let you know when the task is complete. The channel uh, closes. Excellent. Thank you. You're saying, all right, at that, we're going to need a baby tardigrade, probably. Kara turns and looks at him. Uh, tar tardigrade? What? What? Why? Spore jump. Uh, in case any uh, medical emergency, we need a spore jump. Oh. Okay, you better yeah, be sure that, like, so... they don't accidentally spore jump to a carnival or something. Yeah, so let's go ahead. Skipper's been doing pretty well. I, I don't know. Smarty or Party... Still haven't had a lot of field experience. I mean, if you was to ask me, sir, I'd suggest that we use our actual transporters as much as we have to. Uh, I'm a little concerned about just the amount of life signs down there, and uh, if we're going to be able to get a good lock. So let's have the engineering team just double-check to make sure that we can get a lock on whoever's down there and have some alternative standing by. You're the captain. I'll pass it along. The message passes along to little Skipper, who's in her shared room with the other baby tardigrades, although the the others are off playing somewhere else. Skipper, though, it's the message. Houses, that's the data pad aside, walks over and gets her Koopa Troopa helmet, and she proceeds to the transporter room. Oh, dear. I just realized something. <laughs> Mushroom men and Koopa Troopa. I, 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 I've had to do it. No, I no. had to do it. I realized something else. Don't worry. I'm not <laughs> going to spoil it just yet. Excellent. So, meantime, though, we cut to down at the spore door. Rick, Setsa, and Whaley. There. The tentacles, or the, the spore the tendrils, continue to slash, or, or at least lash, at the um, force field that Rick was able to construct. And there's no sign of the others who have been sconded into Sporador. There's a flash of green light, and down beams a short humanoid with extremely large ears in a very well-sealed black environmental suit, covered with various canisters and grenades. You alright, Rick? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, so, you know, this beams down, and he looks around, settles his visor on the force field, reaches out and points out and says, is that force field bi-directional? Sorry, this is just me DMing. Uh, I believe that we've set it so that humanoid life can go through it unharmed either way. That is correct. So you got really good success in setting up the force field so you can pass through it freely. Okay, this is ex presumably explained to the figure and says, Excellent. And it pulls out a large canister from... It's a uh, bandolier, twists the top of it, and lobs it through the force field, where it explodes and sprays out a caustic green chemical everywhere. Hmm. So, you've got this caustic green chemical. It's just completely decimating the local fungal, uh, the local fungi. Kind of clearing out the spore door pretty effectively, as it not only is basically just 
completely withering the fungus, which is just sort of disintegrating as the caustic chemical works its effect. It just sort of, yeah, sort of clears out a bit of a space within sort of that immediate uh, part of the door. And of course, gets rid of the tentacles that are trying to lash the group. They can see a little further inside, but you still can't see the away team. The Eliminator just nods and says, Ah, yes. Fungicide is not usually something I keep on hand, but you never know what might be useful in this line of work. And he just starts walking towards the force field. So, he's walking through the force field. Does anyone else react? Um, so, uh, you're one of the people that uh, Eli got onto? I am working on his behalf. All right, so um, let's actually have some kind of tether just so we can retrieve you just in case that things don't quite go um, to plan. Fair enough. Uh, I presume there's some kind of rope or cable that uh, Rick can get and just sort of like wraps around around the waist and doesn't tidy. Uh, the yeah. So, um, so the, uh, you are able to set this up. You have to beam some stuff down from the ship, but you're able to set uh, up a very effective tether system using some rock climbing gear. Not to mention the eliminator is able to provide a length of rope himself from his own equipment. At this time, there's another transporter, uh, transporter beam in and a very spiky skull um is joins the joins the group at this point <clears throat> sorry at this point the eliminator turns around and raises a plasma pistol towards the <laughs> the the skull helmeted thing uh skipper uh tilts back and goes ee, ee. uh rick's going like, to step no shoot, in no rick's going to step in the way just in case that there is something no it's fine he's with us she's with us sorry I see. Quite an unusual crew. The Eliminator I, turns... I, I, I go, I go, go I go, I go help dig, and I spiky, fungus won't be able to get me. So I go dig, and I go help find people. Well, backup is welcome, so long as it doesn't come out of my pay. And he turns and starts walking again towards the force field. I'm petting gummy bears. The Eliminator <laughs> stops for a moment. You can almost hear the neurons firing and then they just shake their head as if they don't really want to deal with this and just go through the force field. Setsa looks over to um, uh, Waitley and Rick and says Um do we want to provide backup for them? Or just continue standing here? I don't know what to do. Uh, that's, yeah, I don't really know what to do either. Um, like, the, um, I mean, we've got our EV suits, but without someone here to, to be, uh, to be, you know, like, to be able to pull, pull people out and to do that, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I mean, guess, Waitley, what do you think? All right, refresh my memory, who's all inside? So inside the uh, Chamber of Secrets is now the Eliminator, um, Chorog, uh, Daniel, and Bryce. 
The uh, eliminator, the, uh, the 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 canister that they threw, did it seem to be uh, dissolving any uh, organic material, or did it seem to be specifically targeting fungal material? It was a Specific- fungicide. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they're safe from that. Uh. And as a note, Waitley is still mental. Like he's still recovering from the hit he took when trying to contact, yeah. like reach out. So he still does not have effective use of his telepathy. Right. So Waitley takes all this into consideration. He says, well, I appear to have been affected by this person as my abilities seem to not be working at the moment. Mm. I don't think he had told um, anyone that before, had he? He had not. That is rather um, concerning. Uh, I mean, I could. I mean, I've got a phase arrival. I mean, I don't really have. I'm not a fungal expert. I'm not a botanist. Or I know it's not botany because there's different kingdoms of animals. I know enough about that. But fungus is it, not in my wheelhouse. Kind of isn't mine. I mean, we could. It seems like the fungicide was really effective, so we could work on trying to prepare more of it. I could start to prepare a like a sprayer. Yeah, yeah. Um, clear, help us to you know clear out areas and you know maybe make a safe pathway with enough of it. There's probably enough left to sample off the floor just inside the sport, or if anyone is brave enough to just go past the force field. Sets is going to go do that if no one else is going to do that. Uh, Rick, Rick will uh, Rick will take a sample. Rick's going to risk it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take a chance. Uh, I probably have a better chance than you uh, resisting if there's any sudden tentacles, which I don't think they have. All right, well, I, I, I've done a background roll. So, you, uh, for your role, uh, do a daring security. Actually, uh, fitness security. That's, that is 14. Two successes. You've got two successes. So, the, um, so fungal, uh, fungus further into the passageway tries to basically reach out and grab Rick. Problem, though, is that it's lost quite a bit of structural integrity and basically falls apart as it does so. So you are free to collect your sample as you watch um, the fungus commit a self-own. Uh, Rick just sort of yanks back with a sample and sort of hands it over to Setsa. Well, we've got a base, so I'll start to... Uh... Order my team to um, create a <coughs> sorry, um, create a deployment mechanism. Alrighty, I'll get to work on synthesizing more. Um, maybe if you would assist. So Seth is going to do a science roll to try to synthesize more of this stuff, and Waitley can assist on a insight science or insight medical roll. Let's see. 
So 15. Oh, I can never remember the damn command. Is it D20? Yeah, it's D20. Or, or just R. Uh, let's see. Two successes. I'm just double checking on some stuff for Setsa. Yeah. And Setsa, unfortunately I didn't send any threat, gets a success. So, yeah. So the two are able to synthesize a large quantity of the... Um, the fungicide, uh, sets are realizing that this is quite unusual fungicide and um, they'd best not breathe in much of it for some unusual side effects. And helps Rick with uh, basically um, beaming down a containment device that his engineering team is going to be able to utilize for whatever spray mechanism they work up. It, it, it's a very basic spray mechanism um, unless there's any properties that the the, uh, the fungicide itself is um, like corrosive or or some way damaging to basic containment um, materials. It's not so much that it's just extremely potent and long lasting. It's the sort of thing that could basically entirely destroy an environment said if said environment relied on fungus. So this is going to be more of like a a um um more like a garden sprayer than a just sort of pump into the room kind of deploy mechanism. Um sort of uh like a, a small area of effect. All right, so as the, um, that team gets their stuff together, we cut to Chorog, hacking his way through mushroom monsters still. They're marrying various forms now, not just the initial mushroom men, but various quadrupedal, hexapedal, just a lot of just different aggressive forms trying to stop him. Oh, you stupid mushroom people, you think you're going to stop me from getting Daniel? Well, you got to know that coming. Uh... Daring security roll, uh, complication, uh, 17. I'm spending three threat. Actually, two threat. No, three. I can do math. Yeah, what's a few points of threat between friends? Three successes. You are blasting your way through them. Just punch, slash, just completely decimating the uh, soft fungal um, apparitions as you are uh, just plodding your way through the corridor leaving a pretty open space for the Eliminator to follow once you reach closer to that point of devastation. Drog so basically, is... the Eliminator catches up. Drog looks over his shoulder. He sends his someone's behind him, looks behind him, sees this Ferengi and Evie, says, what the hell are you doing here? Making money. At that point, the figure pulls the second of three canisters off his chest, twists the top, and throws it down the corridor. What the hell is that? Just the cure for the local problem. Yeah, I got the cure Daring for the security. local problem. It's right here. Trog holds up his uh, rather slime-covered knife. Um, let's go with the daring security roll for the Eliminator because we don't have a stat sheet. Let's just go with a target of 15, complication range 18. We threat. Two successes. The canister sales neat. Could be three if he had anything approaching a specialization. I would say so in grenades, yes. So, um, yeah, so three successes. So 
canister sails very precisely and also kind of um, ricocheting off a uh, an exposed piece of uh, wall uh, panel. Very neatly, uh, uh, a little ways in front of Jorog, and just clears out that next section of corridor. So, Jorog, you feel you're making good progress, but this canister did just take a lot of the fight out of the fungus around you. It always helps to bring the right tool for the job. Well, you know, you just took the fun out of it. All of the fun comes later when I get to count my money. And with that, he just keeps walking down the hallway. So we cut now to the chamber that Daniel and Bryce were taken to, where they see a mysterious, somewhat Ibby-like figure. Again, they are very pale, um, white hair, um, rather elegant in overall build, but also fairly alien as well. They're somewhat hunched over, but not as a sort of like a hunched back, but just basically a somewhat quadrupedal variant of the Ibby. This longer arm, shorter legs, and somewhat tattered clothing, but still tries to keep them uh, in relatively good shape. And she is connected to the mycelial network through a uh, set of tendrils that connect to the base of her base of her neck and a little bit along um, her back that move along with her as she kind of moves about the room, kind of looking, looking um, Daniel uh, head to toe. Daniel just kind of holds up his hands and just is like, hi, hello. The figure looks to him and says, the fi- the the entity uh, pokes Daniel in the kneecap. Uh, out of curiosity. I would just like to apologize for uh, my uh, I don't want to say what's the fart and I want to apologize for the person I I will admit to knowing uh, who's been. Uh, Basically, just wading through uh, the room over there using a knife. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. The entity just... As Daniel says this, the entity just starts moving up and up. Well, disconcertingly. And then just sort of fixes her attention on the control panel, the control nozzles on Daniel's spacesuit. Daniel's just... Sorry, go. Bryce looks over. Why do I get the feeling that this is about to get a lot more complicated? Uh, Daniel notices. Uh, Daniel notices uh, where their attention is and just kind of, kind of takes a, st- a sudden step back, throwing their hands up and goes, "Whoa! Oh, okay. Uh, a little personal space, please. Uh, is, is there the, uh, um, any take- particular reason why you wanted to uh, uh, bring me to you?" Or, uh, and Daniel just kind of trails so, off. So as Daniel takes a jump back, the figure sort of skitters back as well. But you kind of notice that a few of the tendrils around here turn red and point towards Daniel. They're very thin, but it does appear that she does have some closer defensive mechanisms. But they haven't been yet been activated. Um, so I'm going to have kinda... Daniel make... Go I'm gonna have, I was just going to have Bryce say something, so it's not a big deal. Okay. 
You can do that uh, just a sec. I want to have uh, Daniel make a command presence roll. Uh, two of my lowest stats. <laughs> now Dan- uh, Bryce can uh, chime in. Bryce just has his hands up and he looks over at Daniel and says, Look, whatever you do, I'd rather not piss this thing off. One success. So, the figure just uh, looks to Daniel and says, Learn. She then, like, uh, approaches uh, Daniel again. Just, again, curious, but also at a greater distance. Um, he asks, is, is this tech inside you? No. Uh, this is tech outside me. I'm, I'm a fully organic being. Uh, I'm just wearing a protective suit because... I don't think the spores and general fungus-like atmosphere in here would agree with my physiology. I am fine. Well, you've also been living in here for quite a while. Uh, so you're saying I have achieved acclimation? I don't know. I'm not a biologist. (laughs) I'm not quite sure what that term Hmm. means. Uh, adapt. Uh, she, she's having, she's starting to get a little bit flustered. Like, she, like, she is, actually, I'll have you do a command insight roll. Uh, another, I also have minimum <laughs> insight. But You're a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mistake, um... The, the the entity's flustered nature as and, and uh, the awkward situation that appeared before as is she interested in you in that way? I mean, she's been alone for a long time. Hey, uh, this is all moving a little fast for me. Could we uh, <laughs> just I don't know, maybe sit down, talk for a while. This is uh, all very sudden. I I I don't even know your name. Uh, Daniel just kind of starts rambling a, a bit. Uh, the entity says, "My name, uh, my name is, um, Sabatu. Oh. Sabatu. Mm, is it just Sabatu. me, or does she phrase that like a question?" Bryce says. Well, it's. It's nice to meet you, Sabatu. Uh, do you have any hobbies? Um, well, I... This translation is difficult. Um, what is hobby? Uh, do you do anything fun? Does anything... Do you do anything just because you're? it's interesting? Uh, well, I... What, just something to I, pass the time and not be bored? I, I, I learn. Um, there, there is the computer. Um, it, it, it's, a very, it's very precious. It, and she sort of like gets a little defensive over the one lone computer screen in the room that's well-worn and actually a little bit cracked, but still um, apparently functional. Um, and then she also says, I sculpt. I, I sculpt. And the fungus on the other side of the room sort of twists and turns 
in a really complex set of geometric patterns and then returns to um, sort of a miscellaneous sort of thicket of fungal tendrils. Bryce just kind of looks over and back and says, Karen didn't mention this. I bet that's on a different network. Huh. Daniel's kind of like getting a little kind of focusing in on the the intriguing science side of things and it's just kind of like forgetting the weird starting to forget the weird awkward uh <laughs> mood from before and he just kind of walks over to where that the geometric pattern appeared and starts like poking at uh, at the 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 mushrooms that made the shapes all right so at this point uh Let's go ahead and, uh, Chorog, fitness security. Fitness security, come right up. There we go. Three successes. At the point at which, um, uh, Daniel is investigating, Chorog then bursts through, <laughs> followed by the Eliminator, just, like, bodily. So, Daniel, um, let's go with a fitness security... Actually, daring security for your reaction. One success. Uh, you're able to leap out of the way <laughs> to an extent, but feel free to vocalize how uh, Daniel responds to the sudden emergence from a mycelial wall. Trug. So wait, so Trug's just kind of like emer- just kind of like emerges from the spot I was investigating, or something. Yeah, he he burst out of it like the cool blade man. Daniel kind of like the Daniel just kind of like trips backwards, lands just lands on his ass, and just just kind of screams over the comms. Just <clears throat> what? Ding dong, Chorog calling. Chorog. Why don't you? Why don't you ever stop? <laughs> What is stop? Hey, the plant pe- the mushroom people took you. I wasn't gonna leave you suffering here. Besides, I, f- I found a like-minded friend along the way. Well, I do have to admit that your capacity for violence is exhilarating. Well, I am a former pirate, you know. That would explain a great deal. Anyway, back to business. All right, you fungal freak, let go of my friend. Sabat, um, actually, at this point, um, the USS Takao, uh, spore jumps back into the system, and Eli hails the USS Reliant. Permission to beam aboard? Um, yes, uh, first we've got a bit of a situation. What do you mean, I just came from a situation. Uh, we got another situation, uh, the spore door got opened. Why? Um, it opened itself, as far as I understand it for right now, but there are definitely going to be reports on this. Um, yeah, so there's something quite animate in there, and it, it basically beat the door down. Um, okay. So several uh, crew members are on the scene. Um, Bryce was taken. Uh, Chorug and Daniel are also in there. We've 
involve your Enlaminator friend, and we could probably use some help down there. All right, Taco's probably got to get to Bejor after this, so I guess I'll head down. I'm not sure if this or the Jem'Hadar was worse. Um, wait, Jem'Hadar? Oh yeah, they came out of the wormhole and took Deep Space Nine. That's why we left. Uh, well, we didn't get a... Admiral Quinn didn't contact me about it, but I think I probably understand why at this point. So, um... Meanwhile, Smash cut to the bridge of the Excelsior. <laughs> Admiral Quinn suddenly gets a message. They did what? <laughs> so, um... Uh, Graves says, alright, Eli, you've got command down there. Um... And I believe Setsa, Rick, and Waitley have also been preparing an antifungal agent. And containment measures are holding for right now, but yeah, just get down there and see uh, see if we can salvage this. Well, my sister sure disappointed not to be able to join, but anyway, um, I'm going to come over and get some things before I head down. Mainly a flamethrower. Um, be careful, there are people on the scene. Listen, I just treated... Polar on burns, I'm pretty sure I could treat regular burns. Alright. Eli moves over to Reliant. And with that, you're able to you're able to get the equipment um, you're able to get the equipment that you need, and for your beam down, you've got two options. You've got the away team location, but as Skipper has been following the Eliminator, there is a, a transporter enhancer integrated into her Koopa Troopa helmet. So you can either score uh, this beam down to where Skipper is, or where Rick, um, Setsa, and Waitley are, at sort of the entrance to this corridor. I'm going to beam to the entrance, because I don't know what kind of friends Skipper is making. <laughs> She's having a whimsical adventure at present. But you beam down to the entryway, where we've got Rick and... Uh, Waitley uh, or, uh, and of, uh, putting the final pieces together on the antifungal sprayer. Eli's got a flamethrower as he showed and a phaser on his hip. Hey! Uh, hey Eli! Have a good trip? No, no I didn't. The Jem'Hadar took Deep Space Nine. Oh, that's the way to spend family vacation. I, I, I wouldn't call it a vacation. Well, um, store door uh, open. I can see that. How horrifying. Uh, yeah, I think you fix it. You guys are probably at the device they've created. A combination of um, uh, deployment device and a very strong, potent um, antifungal agent that uh, was synthesized by... Um, Oh, the, the uh, uh, that exterminator you hired? He, uh, Chiroga... Eliminator. Eliminator, sorry, yes. He and the, um, he and Chiroga are trying to fight their way through to, um, meet up with Bryce and, um, Daniel that were taken. Well, cool. I have a flamethrower, though, so this, this is probably be better. Well, I mean... Um. Can you use both? And Good point. Antifungal is dedicated. It's better to be more targeted. Flame can do all sorts of damage. Has anyone looked at the chemical formula of the fungicide lately? 
Seth is going to double check it. Let's have a, a science reason roll real quick. I, I think I know where this is going, and Seth is going to have a suggestion for it. Once, uh, let's just double check. Uh, one success. Yeah, that's a lot of hydrocarbons in that stuff. <laughs> Since it says... Um, well, I mean, with a flamethrower plus the fungal agent, I mean, in one can't see if I get the flamethrower. For some values of enhance. <laughs> I mean, we could do a little bit. I was spray a little fungal uh, fungicide first, and then try the fungicide. All right, let's test it on that wall inside, just just inside the door. Okay, so they're gonna test. So Setsa is gonna work on uh, spraying a precisely calibrated amount. Um, Rick can assist, and so can uh, and you know what? It, it just Rick and Setsa on this one. So they're gonna go for a reason uh, or a control engineering role. Two successes from Setza, a critical from Rick, and then for Eli, uh, let's go with a security control <laughs> rule. Or daring. Or daring. Uh, I'm going with control. Two successes. So the group is able to um, squirt out just a little bit of the fungicide to cause a dramatic boom. Nothing that's dangerous to the group. <laughs> So you get a lot of bang for that buck, for that little uh, uh, flamethrower uh, test. For anyone at home, I imagine it's kind of like putting a lighter in front of a can of WD-40. It's like dragon's breath. <laughs> so, you have created much fire, Eli. Hey, flammable. Got it. So this can go either really good or really bad. Um... Uh, let's just consider this. If we need a little extra kick or change of pace, let's go. But, um, yeah, if you want to, since you're, you know, commanding officer, if you want to use the flamethrower first, um, by all means. I would definitely confer going one way or the other, just at least, unless we need it. I'll just carry the flamethrower with me. I got a new pistol. He holds it up. It's a Bajoran phaser. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it was a gift. Aw, from who? It's one of the Bajorans we saved from the Jem'Hadar. The oh, militia. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I, right, Jem'Hadar. Yeah. Um, I mean, did we get DS9 back yet? Say again? Not important. Did we get DS9 back yet? It's kind of Oh, important. no, we were evacuating, no. Oh. Everyone's at oh, major I, I, Klingons. Us. Oh. I'll deal with that. Work is not happy. Now let's try let's try to get um our people back. So with that, um so you're gonna go with the fungicide and just have the flamethrower in hand? Yeah. Or do you really want to use the flamethrower? For the boss battle, because there's gotta be one, right? Uh yes. Called it. As you guys have already breached Sabato, so um, yeah, I've got, I've had to initiate Plan B for the boss fight. <laughs> so, uh, uh, um, per the uh, uh, basically, so Setsa uh, looks to Rick um, to see if 
um, he's going to help administer the fungicide, or if she is, is she just going to do it? Uh, I'll uh, I'll do it. All right. So you and uh, uh, you and Eli proceed into the spore door with you spraying and clearing things out, and um, Eli providing backup. While Setsa and Waitley stand together, uh, watching at the entrance of the door. So providing as you go in, uh, is very important. <laughs> providing moral support, and also uh, Rick, you I mean, notice that Setsa has placed it has also placed a cutie heart sticker on the um, the fungicide uh, sprayer. It's Waitley. He doesn't Last provide moral support. He provides immoral support. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Eli. Uh, and uh, Rick, um, there's still some residual fungus sort of at the door. A lot of it's been cleared out, but it's, some of it's also recovering. So you get um, attacked by a mushroom and set of tendrils. So you've got the phaser and the fungicide. So both roles would be a control security or control engineering for the sprayer. Okay, I'll uh, control engineering and and I will shoot too. It is very effective. No success. Two successes for both. So you are able to basically clear path and basically you're just pew pew and spray your way through and you're able to very easily follow the path of the rest of the away team because it also has areas where the fungicide has been applied and just a lot of cut down mushroom men and other mushroom beasties. So we cut back to, um, actually real quick, do we want to take a quick break right now or keep going for one more scene? As we are kind of an hour, not quite an hour in, but just wanted to double check. I have a quick scene for Chorog before we go to break. Okay, so let's go for uh, Chorog. Chorog and his Frankie friend are standing there trying to figure out what you know what they're going to do next to get Daniel. And Chorog just stops for a second, turns his head over his shoulder, takes you know does a quick sniff. Something's burning. I <laughs> hope not. The fungicide is incredibly flammable. If it were to come into contact with open flame... Oh, something tells me it's about to get real warm in here. Well, my suit is fireproof. Oh, let's I'm just fine. go with one... Let's go with one roll here from Rick and uh, Eli. So, let's go with another pair of attack rolls. Same as before, but uh, I'm going to spend two threat for complication 18. <clears throat> Two successes from Rick. And a success from Eli. There's a little bit of a pop, or a little sound of a whoosh behind the group um, as uh, Eli's phaser trip or hits some of the residual um, fungicide, but it doesn't cause a fireball to shoot down the tunnel and towards Chorog and the Eliminator. So it just adds a little bit of draw, a little bit of spectacle to what... Uh, Eli and um, Rick are doing in clearing their way to the rest of the away team. But before we continue, let us take our mid-session break and we will be right back. The audience, this isn't going to matter. We'll be back in just a sec. Intermission, mm -hmm. hooray! So if we're ready to get started again, uh, we cut to uh, the main chamber where Eli and Rick are just entering. They see... Well, they see Sabatu in quite an aggressive posture. She's just sort of like skulking in the sort of the back corner of the room with 
but a few fungus tendrils around her glowing red and pointed at uh, Chorog and the Eliminator. Okay, I don't like that. Daniel scrambles to his feet and just kind of holds his hands out to, between both of them, just says, okay, well, let's all calm down. I'm sure this is all just a really big misunderstanding. You tell that mushroom monster to drop him or I drop her. Listen, I can understand some hostility from both of you, but, and uh, Daniel turns to her, but you, were, you weren't directly controlling the fungus beings out, uh, out in the rest of this area, were you? Uh, she's just growling. Meanwhile, the Eliminator ignores his weapons and just reaches into his pocket and pulls out something small and silver. Eli, you are on the scene. It's time to stun. Getting a little crowded in here. Alright, if you're from the Reliant, hold your hand up. Eli raises his hand. Rick I Ray, hired Rick you. Draw raises his hand with the knife in it. <laughs> Subadu, not understanding the question, raises her hand up as well. <laughs> ignore, ignore her, she's, she's not, no. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That might work. What might work? What is this, Simon Says? Uh, the Eliminator takes a small silver thing he's got, tucks it at Sabatu, and it's a transport tag. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, here. For the record, I just got two successes <laughs> on a on a roll for it. Oh, no! <laughs> and her defensive roll, which I amped up pretty well, no success is in a complication. So... She just frickin' ate it. <laughs> yes. She just goes, yum. And... Uh, okay, so they've got the transporter tag. The thing is, is that what the Reliant gets a lock on is the entire fungal assemblage. Oh, She's connected directly into it. So... They just, okay, so the Eliminator has got the transporter signature, so it's his ship that's doing it, correct? Oh no, it's calibrated for the Reliant. Why would he want that thing? Okay, so... Uh, it's supposed to be for a Reliant crew. Okay, so, um, yeah, who's on transporter duty right now? <laughs> Somebody who's not paid enough for this. Yeah, let's go, let's go with, um, Chief, um... Here, let me look through the crew roster real quick. Okay, so we've got uh, Theron Dracour, uh, uh, let's see, Tar uh, Bueller, uh, Oakley, uh, checkers for the uh, checkers for the fun of it. I'll make it Bueller. And and uh, Nathan Addison. Uh, let's, let's do Bueller. I vote Android clone of O'Brien because he must suffer. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I need to get that joke in there. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll come to that later. I mean, they're... Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Put a pin on that for the Conclave episode. <laughs> okay. So, um... Yeah, so Ensign Bueller... Or, uh, Ensign or... What's his rank? Uh, we should have put it on here. Nope, Chief, we actually... Chief Petty Officer? 
Yeah, let's go with Chief Petty Officer Bueller. He may have been promoted or demoted. We're not quite sure based on his last appearances because we didn't actually record the rank here in the personnel table. Um, so Bueller uh, gets this transporter request for a whole crap ton of fungi. And he's not sure on who's actually sending the request up. So, Rick, you've got command or you've got control of Bueller because he's on the engineering team. Uh, he's gonna come down to uh, to Rick, and you hear this little conversation going. Oh, sir, we've got to tag him in a lot of fungus, and I'm seeing uh, uh, it's you know like a big amount, like uh, and describes sort of the dimensions. Uh, what do you want me to do? I can I can put it, I can beam it to part. I can find somewhere else, but. I mean, this is just, I mean, do we even want to transport it? And Rick could try to localize the coordinates to Sabatu, because he's on the scene and he's presumably got a tricorder. And uh, Rick will, uh, will try and do that. Uh, and he'll say, just hold on. Uh, I'm going to try and uh, get a narrower field uh, target just the being that we want. Uh, what kind of role would that be? Reason? Yeah, recent engineering, uh, uh, spending another two threat. Uh, Eli, you said it was time for stun. Yes, I will I will use the stun on the Bajoran okay. face. Okay. So go ahead and do a uh, dare, or control security roll. <coughs> if you can, if you can give, give Sabatu some night nights. Uh, would this take into account my transporter focus? Oh, absolutely. So, one success from Eli. Three from Rick. Uh, yes. Three from Rick. Okay. Right. So, uh, Subaru is uh, preoccupied with that complication on, like, just being very confused <laughs> about the thing that just happened. And uh, Eli's um, phaser hit basically catches her off guard. So she doesn't go completely down with only one success, but she gets a bit drowsy and allows Rick to create a more targeted protocol for beaming. So you are able to now beam Subaru up and sort of disconnect her from the funguses. Uh, does and Daniel... The question is... Sorry, you go. No, no, you go. Okay, does Daniel understand what Rick is actually trying to do? Because I, I don't think they've... Like... Probably, yeah, probably not with the, like, technical, like, the technical know-how. You know it's something transporter-related, so you can kind of assume they may be trying to, like, beam Subato up, but you don't have any precise intel. I mean, you're more, like, what's probably more consuming your attention is just the fact that Eli shot Subato. Okay. Daniel just kind so... of... Uh, Daniel just kind of like looks around at everyone and just shouts, "Does anyone think before they act around here?" Yes, that's why I shot. Now where's the fun of that? So, so um, so yeah, Rick, do you beam? You've got the localization, but do you beam about it? Yeah. I want to do one more check to see if I can. Try and figure out if Sabato actually sort of needs 
like the environment of the spores, see if I can um, uh, or getting fed from the fungus or something like that before that sounds like a medical role. Yeah, so you will as chief engineer, you will not be able to determine anything about that. You're standing next to Eli. Um Chief Medical Officer. So so what do you think? Can we do this? Beam her up? Hand me your tricorder. And I pass my tricorder with the with the uh beaming solution. Alright, just gonna tab out of this and open up the medical. Alright, what the yellow stri- med- medical scan. Control or insight something? Yeah, insight medical. And I have um Xenobiology, so I'm sure this helps. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have a focus that applies. Um, we do have at this point for momentum. I've got a use of that momentum to to reroll that twenty. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. You you want to go ahead and reroll that? Much better. All right, so you got three successes. You're able to determine that Subaru has a lot of neurological impulses going through to the um. Going through to the um, fungal network, but you also see that the connection with three successes that you see the connection points are basically just like uh, points of contact on her skin. They aren't actually going into her body, so she is independent. It's basically just just uh, interfaced with it. So you can unplug her. It's probably going to be hella disorienting to her, and it'd be very good to have uh, her beam to sick bay. Uh, with appropriate hazmat protocols, uh, just in case there's any complications. But you should be able to beam her out. It's only skin deep. Have her straight to straight to sick bay. We'll figure getting her disconnected later. So uh, to uh, um, to the quarantine. To the quarantine and sick bay, yes. And uh, he'll feel that. I'll inform Ged that he's going to be having company. Yeah, and I'll feel pure into that and uh, tell him to give it like a little bit to for uh, Ged to do his thing before the beaming happens. I mean, I'm gonna work on this, but yeah, he taps combat. Ged, get here. Okay, you got it. Ged, you're gonna you're gonna have incoming in a moment. Straight to. Street to quarantine. Oh, great. Um, yeah, get a lot of antifungal stuff ready. Like, a lot. Okay. You'll... Uh, here, I'll take a picture so you can see for later. He, like, takes a picture with his pad. So he, a... he takes a picture of Subaru. And Subaru at this point is just kind He's of rolling around on the side. mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, either way, there's just a scream from the other end of the combat. <laughs> okay, you know, the mushrooms and Sabatu. So Sabatu, though, is just kind of like, she's kind of drowsy, dazed. She's just kind of rolling around on her back right now. Yeah, th- this is what we're dealing with, Ged. After the scream, there's just quiet, incoherent cursing. <laughs> and Ged is free to make preparations. And uh, basically, you've got enough that you can initiate the beam without a roll. All right, well, Ged, I'll... Do most of the work, just get the stuff ready. O'Connor out. He ends the call. So, Ged screams like a Ferengi. No offense. The Eliminator just turns their head and just stares at Eli. Presumably, it's hard to tell behind the mask. Listen, I just heard Cork screaming a lot. It's 
it, yeah. Look, I'm just going to say this once. Quark is not indicative of all Ferengi. I've met a lot of Ferengi that scream like that, though. That's all I. That's, I listen. <laughs> the Eliminator, at this point, has the option to kind of... You're in Satsa. You know, just kind of throw the... Oh, crap. The Eliminator, at this point, has the option to... Uh, yeah. I actually don't know why I switched to Satsa real quick. Anyway, um... The Eliminator has the opportunity at this point to basically, like, you know what, these guys are jerks. I'm just going to, like, take matters to my own hands at this point. Although, Eli is the one that's paying you. I was about to say, they just keep staring at Eli and say, keep talking. The bill just goes up, you know. <laughs> and here I was going to tip you, too. Hey, Eddie Extra, I'll cover it. I like this guy. I so, as you're talking, go for it. I was just going to say, I don't need extra drug. So as you're talking, though, the room starts to, like, the, the fungus that's just coating the sort of this domed chamber starts to sort of writhe in geometric patterns, so uh, someone might want to hit the button. Uh, yes, so we'll beam out. So you beam out uh, Subaru, and at that point, the room just completely freezes. Like, it just stops. Almost seemingly, like, the fungal particulate in the air also just stops. And then the room starts to slowly turn red. And a couple of forms start appearing at the far wall. Like, it's like, you're not quite sure if it's just like, you know, a little bit of um, tumultuousness in the fungi. Until it starts to emerge into a pair of ferocious fungal dragons that are now staring at you. Daniel just kind of quite sighs. Big beasties. Quite big, uh, quite big beasties. Not like giant dragons, but I mean... You got you. You've got a problem here. I mean, they're probably not friendly. Chalk looks over at the elevator. Says, "What do you say we go to work?" Well, I do have one left, and they pull out the third and final canister off their chest bandolier. I will go ahead and spend four thread on this one. So I'm completing myself for a uh, roll with a target of fifteen, with four as your critical. Okay, but what's the uh, what's the threat? Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm spending four threats, so your uh, complication range is sixteen. You either succeed or you comp. You say that, but it's mutually exclusive. Two successes. Two successes. So one of your that was the sound of the GM of... covering his mouth as he was looking at his boss battle rapidly going south. <laughs> <laughs> I can salvage it because there's two of these guys. So, the first can the canister explodes, and basically just fairly well devastates one of the two dragon forms. It's still animate, but it's mostly gone at this point. I mean, it's basically just scraps of dragon. But the other one is still quite animate. So, it's a very spiky creature, just made out of just fungal masses twisted into somewhat malevolent appearance. And now everyone else gets to make an attack roll. Eli takes out the flamethrower and looks to Rick. We have to cross the streams. <laughs> Aren't you uh, sad uh, you can't uh, your threat? Uh, uh, and Rick, like, Rick doesn't get the reference. I mean, I obviously I do, but Rick doesn't get the reference and he's taking this, this sort of, like, seriously, so he holds it up ready to, to start to, to go and is looking at 
looking at Eli, ready to 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 start. And um, right, let's go. Trog pulls out an extra blade and goes to hand it to Lemonair. Shall we go to work? You might not want to get close for a second. I was about to say, hearing this, the Eliminator I mean, is pulling out something that looks like a cigarette. Daniel just kind so, of... Um, oh, sorry. Go. Daniel just kind of grumbles to himself. Just, why do I even fucking bother? And <laughs> just goes over to block the the one working computer from being exploded from what is inevitably about to happen. Um, at this point, uh, Waitley. Yes. You get your telepathy back at this point. I mean, just sort of, uh, it just almost kind of snaps back when Sabato is beamed up. And you're aware of what people are feeling uh, regarding the current situation. <laughs> Slash, potentially picking. Waitley. Waitley says softly to himself, interesting. You can also feel the functional dragon. The what now? Uh, the, the fungal dragon. One that's still up. Hmm. Does he try to contact it? Yes, he does. It's going to die fast. <laughs> yeah, like with as much as like is going to happen here, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, so for um, Waitley, it's going to be a uh, command uh, presence roll with focuses applied. There's successes. There's successes. So you're able to contact the uh, beastly uh, fungal apparition. It is just a mass of defensive reaction. There isn't like a sentient mind there, but it is just a re reflex for mm. hostility. Okay. Waitley is trying is going to try to essentially calm it down, deactivate it. <laughs> Okay, uh, so while everyone makes their attack roll, uh, which is going to be uh, either engineering or, well, basically it's your, Rick is going to be engineering for everyone shooting its control security, uh, and then for anyone going to stab it, it's going to be daring security. And then for uh, calming it down, it's going to be another uh, command press control for uh, Waitley. Daniel is not attacking. He's defending the computer from uh, from collateral damage. And you are defending it well. Computer is safe. Alrighty. One, One success, success for us. Two success. Two successes for Chorag. Uh, two successes for Eli. One success. So what you're able to do is basically for Waitley's part, he is able to stop it from making an immediate lunch for the group. He's able to basically slow the beast down. The others, though, are able to pour on a mixture of fire, phaser, and was Chara going to stab it? Chara's going to slice and dice it. Okay, as the fungicide and the fire um, contact, there is an explosion, and you're going to have to do an additional fitness security roll to keep going. All right. For the record, as the explosion is happening, the Ferengi reaches out with their cigarette and lights it on the explosion. And then looks at it in disgust as they realize they lit the wrong end. 
<laughs> Jorog, two successes. You're able to power through the explosion despite the strong pushback. And basically covered in flames, you're able to leap toward the flame, uh, the, uh, the uh, flaming uh, discombobulated dragon and stab it deep. Take this, you friggin' fungal freak! As Jorog buries his buries a knife deep, deep inside this thing, and it just, green goo just squirts out and covers him. Which, <laughs> uh, I was going to say, it's also going to quarantine. Yep, he's going to quarantine. So, um, yeah. Oh, give me a medical fitness roll. <laughs> Jorok. Medical fitness, he, okay. <laughs> yeah, you've got exposed skin. You've just got your respirator. You're definitely going to need quarantine after this. But for right now, the funny thing hasn't happened yet. Anyway, Dragon itself, though, is on fire, blasted, but at the same time, it's still upright. It didn't get a full hit of the reagent. It's just on fire and physically damaged. So it's going to make a sweeping roll, a sweeping attack with its one of its limbs. All right, three successes. Now everyone needs to do a fit. Uh, everyone but uh, Daniel needs to do a fitness uh, security roll. Two successes for the eliminator. Zam, only one success for Eli. Is this everyone or just the uh, people I'm, that are actually uh, physically uh, engaging? Just in the room, unless Waitley okay. has physically engaged. Yeah, because no. the the, okay. the attack isn't strong enough to <laughs> break okay. through. No, Waitley's still yeah. back at the door. <laughs> He's smart. Yeah. The tail yeah. does yeah. not cause a psionic shockwave. But what's this next <laughs> yeah. roll I'm doing? Uh, fitness, uh, fitness security is a dodge roll. One success. So, uh, Waitley, or sorry, not Waitley, uh, Chorog and Eli, you're physically knocked back by the sweeping attack while everyone else has to basically jump back and basically lose ground. So, you are now just out of flamethrower range uh, for the traditional uh, spurt, and certainly out of stabbing range. Do you know what kind of range flamethrowers have? Uh, about 20, 20-30 meters? Okay, you're still in range. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so you're going to try to cross the streams again or go for more independent hits? I'm going to... Because Rick also still has his phaser rifle. Well, I could help him with make a big boom. Let's I do... Guess, uh... Let's cross the streams. Let's cross the streams. <laughs> Let's do it again. All right, so another round of attack rolls for people. Let's get this bread. Oh, okay, damn. okay. Seeing what's going on here, the Eliminator is just going to duck and cover. <laughs> Skipper is now watching with what looks like a bucket of popcorn. Oh, Skipper should have, like, unbob kernels and has, like, um, transported them up above so they're ready for the big boom to pop some. Oh, she's absolutely... Hot dog and mushroom... Or hot dog and uh, marshmallows on sticks. It's... Uh... uh idea to, while they're getting ready to cross the streams, I chuck a photon grenade at it and a flamethrower hits a photon grenade. Okay! Go ahead and do that. What am I rolling? 
Uh, fitness security for lug uh, just chucking a grenade. Two successes plus three successes plus one success. Or wait, did uh, that last uh, success from you, Baz? Was that this roll or last roll? Uh, so the one before and uh, the three was mine for this one. Wait, I so got five total. Uh, uh, Eli's got the three. Yeah. Oh, sorry, six total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, with the photon grenade and everything, there is just a seismic, just explosion. Just bright flash, just an intense, just punctuation to the combat. And when your eyes are able to see again through the just blinding flash, the dragons aren't there anymore. <laughs> they have just, just, They've just been completely atomized. Just a big greasy stain. The Funko Room still doesn't appear happy, though. But at the same time, it's it's sort of... It, it's, it's, it's a little spent. So you're able to withdraw if you want. The Eliminator looks up from where they're lying and just says, I think now is a very good time to leave. What are you saying? Let's get the hell out of here before this thing regroups. Let me find where Skipper... Oh, wait. I think I see Skipper. Skipper! Skipper is just like you know, plastered on her back. She just sort of pops up, put like pops up and under the Koopa Troopa helmet, and just says, "Koopa Troopa, retreat! Time to go." Uh, Skipper uh, starts waddling away. Daniel, you ready? No, I need to get the one. Th- I need to get this thing out of here. Says gesturing to the computer. Just download it to the tricorder. What? Well, one, I don't have a tricorder. Two, I don't know how to do that with the tricorder. Three, I feel like she'll want the physical thing that was her one, like, one of her only joys in this entire existence for who knows how long. The Eliminator walks over and just kind of grabs Daniel by the shoulder, slowly shoving him out and says, The Borg girl can handle the data. As for the physical thing, we'll come back later when the fungus is less angry. I feel like it's going to always be angry. Right now, it's at least tired. What well, then roll? we'll just get some fungicide. We'll what beam it up. What do I have to roll just to grab Daniel, sling him over Trog's shoulder, and just, we're going now. Fitness security. And Rick, you can try to resist go? Daniel. I, I Daniel does resist. He remembers what happened the last time Chorog flung him around. Well, it says Chorog. Did he say fitness uh, security? Yes. Uh, yeah, fitness uh, security. Come on, may, three comps, three comps. It, let's go, it, let's go. It may be a stretch, but would sleight of hand apply to squirming yes. out of someone's grass? Yes. <laughs> Three Stooges moment. Let's go. <laughs> uh, two successes. Wait, he asked right. if he could do a. He asked if he could use no. his. Uh, unfortunately, his focus. unfortunately, my oh. security of two. Oh. So. No. Okay, you still are able to evade them, uh, Rick. Uh, uh, were you going to suggest something? Someone was going to suggest something. I was trying to talk to her. Rick. Can we just scan this thing and beam it up? Yeah, um, we do have some extra tags that we can beam up to it as well. I mean, I could just download the data. Uh, well, apparently, all right. 
while all this is happening and Chorog and the Eliminator scuffling with uh, Daniel, the Eliminator slips on mushroom goo and falls flat on their back. <laughs> and as that happens, a lot of mushroom goo gets on Chorog, which we'll cover later. Oh, look, more mushroom goo. Chorog reaches a hand out of the Eliminator. Come on, let's go. All right, and meanwhile, um, it's for Rick and Eli, it's a pretty simple task. It's a simple computer system. It's got basically a power connector in the back, but you're pretty confident. It basically, and it's got screws holding it in. You're, it's no problem to beam it up. All right. Uh, we are going to uh, put it in medbay or engineering lab. I'll just put, um, it in. I'll just put it in. Engineering quarantine. Yeah. Everywhere's got a quarantine for shit like this. <laughs> All right. And with I that, believe the they group call is that an engineering lab. Um, with that, everyone, like, Daniel, you see the computer has been taken care of. Um, Chorog, you're very slimy right now. And everyone is free to head out. Chorog, you've been gooed. Oh, this is worse than that time that Gorn sneezed on me. I, I want that image out of my head. Please get it out of my head. Yeah, Gorn, anyway. Gorn, a Gorn with a flu, not a pretty picture. Anyway, guess who's going to quarantine? Ooh, ooh, is that Skipper. me? It's you. Skipper, Skipper calls out. Everyone! Well, not everyone. The eliminator looks over. Wait, everyone? I'm in a hazmat suit. Uh, uh, Skipper just keeps walking. Not everyone. Waitley never went into the room. <laughs> <laughs> He's just been standing so, outside this whole time. <laughs> Alright, so with that, people are free to walk out and beam up. The Eliminator does so. And we find ourselves back on the USS Reliant, unless anyone has any final things to do on the planet. Nope, Rick's done. Oh, Beam right down right. the biggest explosion we have. <laughs> well, I mean, Charles Party Tardigrade is helping with that. I mean, Charles Whatever does have a big crate of photon grenades you can just throw in there. Why are, why are we so intent on destroying unique life? That we have just discovered. Because it just tried to kill us, so we're going to kill it back. Yeah, well, so do tigers when you <laughs> find them in the wild. He's got you a point. Did get this, you also did get the sentient part out of this, though. And this is probably heavily engineered synthetic fungus stuff. And you did detect strong, like, basically bioweapon potential for this thing. Well, the bioweapon... Oh, sorry. It might just be me, but I absolutely hate fungus. I mean, the the bioweapon... Th uh, by the way, are we talking in character right now, or...? In and out of character, I hate fungus. Uh, well, I... Yeah. Okay, also out, also out of character. I mean, the whole it was made in a lab thing doesn't really hold up in Star Trek for various android-related reasons. Yeah, I'm just saying it's the, like... It would, like, you can try to preserve it. There's going to be severe complications for that, though. Um, just because it's going to be a high security risk. Oh, look at uh, me. We'll the eliminator gets paid either way. I mean, we have yeah, that, like, but, we have that, like, ghost but, ice crystal in storage as well. We're not really new to storing dangerous things on the ship. The uh, one thing, though, is that there's probably more intel to gain from Sabatu herself and the, the computer system you just pulled up. So that might assist in the conversation you don't necessarily need to figure it out now i know I, I i'm just saying like maybe we shouldn't like obliterate it from existence from orbit 
like we'll as take a sample yet. and send it to Daystrom Station, then eliminate the rest. <laughs> All right. So the crew arrives back on the USS Reliant with the people who need to get into quarantine going into quarantine, which I believe is uh, probably Bryce, um, uh, Skipper, and Chorog. Definitely Chorog. I'm type so I'm going to type something out to Nick so he can be the doctor to deliver the news. You're pregnant. Oh, no. The smell is permanent. I don't think Chorog would notice. (laughs) Probably not. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, so what Kara said. Okay, you're going to have to do it in character, though. Uh, Eli goes over to the force heal between Chorog and him that has Chorog in, uh, in isolation. So, um, you want the good news or the bad news? Oh, I say bad news first, good news last. Uh, well, these are kind of inter- it's it's both the same news. You're you're uh, <laughs> you, you got a you got a fungal infection. You're. <laughs> Do I really have to say this? No, no, no. You don't have to say it like that. You don't have to say it like that. He's got a fungal infection. Um, got a bad like fungal that. infection. Uh, could could make more of those dragons. Well, he saw some company in here. We can remove it. I'll remove it. I don't want to be dripping in this green anymore. This green goo that I have to have on me. All right, we're gonna remove that then. Uh, well, Ged is going to remove that. Wait, why me? Because I'm taking care of the other one. Tell him to be gentle. It's my first time. <laughs> why are you gonna put that thought in my head? All right, so Ged is able to treat Chorog, but Chorog, as an after effect of this, you are going to be um, a little groggier than usual on our next adventure. You're going to still be recovering and taking antifungal agents. So you've got a little bit of a medical thing um, to deal with for one episode from here. Or one, yeah, so you basically got a slight uh, fitness penalty for the next episode. As a doctor in the 1800s, I prescribe you cocaine. <laughs> Kidding. Yay. It was a joke. All right. So, beyond that, though, you also have Sabatu. And uh, that's going to be a higher level. level. Okay, so you have um, Sabatu basically in the quarantine area and in a biopad. It's a little uncomfortable for her to lay back like that, but you, she's basically easing into that position. It's just not... For her anatomy, which is unusual, um, definitely the product of a lot of artificial manipulation... Um, yeah, you basically just have this patient, uh, to basically make contact with at this point. All right, Eli's gonna tap on the force field. <laughs> Damn it, why do you have to post that? <laughs> we have got a lot of dripping Nickelodeon goo in chat right now. But, uh, Spot rouses and just sort of kind of looks around and is very confused. Also, a monitor near Eli fuzzes out to static. Eli looks at the monitor. After a moment, it resolves into Kieran's face. 
Ah, so this is the med bay. Yes, this is the med bay. He looks over vaguely at the bed. I see. You seem like you weren't expecting this. I was unaware that Project Gamma had produced viable results. Project Gamma? Can you tell me more about that? Yes, it was one of three different projects, as you know. I was the project of... I was the result of Project Alpha. Setsa was the result of Project Beta. And this, I suppose, would be Subject Gamma. Well, Subject Gamma is going to need treatment for the fungal infection. I am not a medical personnel. I, I I am. That's why I'm here. I'm about to take care of it. You just kind of showed up. Yes, well, I found that the best place to hide from Setsa was in the computer core. I'll it's just, really not the best place. I'll just be quietly elsewhere. And the monitor returns to normal. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Subaru is looking at Eli at this point. Hey... Can you understand me? Universal translator and all that? Uh, I think so. Okay, yeah, I can understand you. That's going to... So, hi, how are you? Uh, I feel cold. Um, we could adjust the, uh, the temperature in there if that'll help. Uh, She's looking around at the walls and is a little dis... She looks a little disconcerted. So, uh... Gonna need to get rid of all that fungus. That the the this that was attached to me. Yes. All right. She she sounds uncertain. It's only skin deep, and I it shouldn't take all too long. All right. And yeah, she's still sounding uncertain. I I can do that, right? You're not gonna try to hurt me if I do. I'm a if doctor. I'm not going to hurt you. I, I, I don't. Well, I'm alone, and no one's really told me what I needed. Could you say that again? Um, I. She says I've been alone, and I mean, no one's really talked to me before. Well, that definitely seems like it's about to change. So she, she kind of just is, sits up at the bio bed and looks a little awkward in trying to find a uh, um, comfortable seating position. Still looking around and says, it's strange not to be able to feel what's around me. I wish I could say I relate, but I am an empath, so I always feel everyone kind of around me, so. So you kind of recognize, Eli, that she's kind of had a physical sense of empathy that's been cut off. So she is kind of like a patient who's just had an amputation. Oof. Anyway, I'm I'm coming in there, Eli says, entering. He, Sabato just looks to Eli as, as he enters. She's just perfectly calm. He's curious and a little concerned, but um, as an empath, you're able to read her pretty well. And kind of beneath that worry is just sort of this, like, a little bit of excitement, but tempered against um, just basically reservation. Anyway, I'll get to work. Uh, I can understand this is going to be a difficult time for you since you've been cut from something that's been a part of you a long time. Yeah, it's just been there. I mean, always connected in and I don't know why it's just been there. I'd offer to put you back, but I, I don't think you want to go back to being alone. No, I mean, 
this is different, but if I can be around people, then this is better. And you, right. you get a little bit of that excitement from Subaru when she's kind of edging on that. Like, so you can basically, you know, tell at this point with your abilities that just like reassuring that she's not going to be alone and kind of like basically that the more you can show her of basically what life's going to be like, the probably the better to kind of take away that fear and uncertainty. There are a lot of people on the ship. You're, you're in good hands. We, <laughs> there's just so many people. And he smiles and says, um, well, if I get to explore freely and, you know, not be put anywhere I don't want to be, then that's good. I mean, once you got this out of you, yeah, got the fungus out of you, yeah, yeah, of course. Just can't go into restricted places. That's mainly it. Please do not enter the warp core. It is not safe. <laughs> the light is not welcoming. You can stand near it, you can hear the hum, but goes... At this point, Oakley sort of uh, passes or enters with a uh, welcome basket of fruit. And Eli's going to do the medical rolls. All right, so you can do the medical rolls. We'll kind of cover the recovery for Tsubaru uh, next episode. Um, but go ahead and make the medical rolls now, and then uh, other people with final scenes are free to take things up. I'm re-rolling that. <laughs> yeah, you got enough momentum with obliterating the dragon, you can re-roll that. Like, both dice, or just one? Hey, both if you want, but... Fuck but... okay, it, let's go both. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this was a good idea. <laughs> okay, four successes. Okay, yeah, Sabato's gonna be doing great. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyone with final scenes, uh, take it away. I got something that I think Geraldine will agree, uh, uh, approve of. Oh, is it time? Waitley has had himself quite a long day. I mean, it's been like, what, four sessions since he's gone to sleep? <laughs> yeah, they're about. So Waitley makes sure he has nothing on his docket, and uh, he's going to go ahead and go to his quarters, lock the door, dim the lights, put on his nice, calming, soothing, black noise in the background. What is that, just industrial music? But, uh, well, but music, no. But it, it's definitely very, um... Sorry, I'm just trying yeah. to think of the opposite of white noise. <laughs> <laughs> Boo-hoo, Zalas. Uh, he, he proceeds to go to sleep. And at first, there's nothing. And really, that nothing just kind of continues for a while. It's dark and quiet and empty. And then there's a voice. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. I don't want to be trapped. No, I don't want to be trapped anymore. You said you'd let me out. Mm. <laughs> and there's screaming and raging and fear and anger and a pain in Waitley's forehead. And he suddenly awakes, and he's standing and staring out the window of his quarters, where there is a bloodstain slowly dripping down the glass. And in his reflection, he can see that he has bashed his head against it. And apparently, from the looks of his hands, he's been clawing at the window as well. Interesting, Waitley says. He goes over to his desk and uh, 
opens up that uh that secret compartment pulls out his uh personal private journal and begins to take notes on his new experiment then after that the camera goes to the ready room where the captain is sitting behind his desk and there's a musical chime indicating that someone wants in Captain. I think we've caught Duncan typing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was just typing <laughs> something. Like, just a little DM note. Just kind of keep it a little light. Don't go too dark with this. Okay. Yeah. So is Graves going? Is, so Graves is going to the quarters. Uh, no, it's the ready room. I have Graves is behind the desk. There's been a musical chime saying somebody wants to come in. Okay. So ready room. Graves. Uh, Graves says, "Come in." The door opens, revealing a Ferengi female in a paramilitary uniform. She walks in carrying a pad. This is the best part of my job. And she slides the pad over to the captain. And it's a lengthy and itemized bill. Right. Uh, well, certainly appreciate your services. You definitely helped stabilize the situation down there. And I can certainly carry on any recommendations that are needed um, for additional work with Starfleet. As far as the bill goes, we'll certainly cover it. Tab some things out, but yeah, I think we can manage it. Oh, let's see. As far as anything else goes, supplies, things that are easily replicated on the Federation Starship. Would anything like that come in handy as far as we can say as a tip within reasonable means? She waves it off. Latinum is good enough. Alright, well, again, thanks, and uh yeah, hopefully. If we cross paths again, we can continue to have some productive work here. She just gives a sharp smile and then a little wave and turns and walks out. Eli calms Graves. Graves says, uh, Graves here. Um, so hey, I, I just paid the Ferengi. Hope everything's okay up there. Uh, yeah, the bill was steep and I... What do you mean, can... the, I just paid the bill? What are you talking... Did you get charged oh, to... Okay. Uh, well, she just, no, she just submitted the total invoice. Oh, okay, so you've covered this whole thing? No, no, out of character. I thought it was just like, you got a second bill, even though I already paid. That's the funny. Oh, wait, did he get a second bill, or is it just the one bill? I, it would just be the one bill. Damn it, I, I was going for the funny. Yeah, okay, I know, but just... he asked an actual clarifying question, so I'm bound to answer honestly. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, Griff says, I right, paid since um, he's the one that actually hired. Um, since we ended up, you know, doing a bit more with the Eliminator, I mean, I do have some funds through old connections, so, I mean, I can help a little bit if you need it. Not needed, like, at all. Alright, well, uh, much appreciated. Like, I, I do have my gambling addiction that very much helps this, but it, yeah. Well, alright, um, anything medical to report? Uh, patient's gonna make a full recovery, and Chorog's arm was pregnant. Pregnant? Yes, with fungus. Don't worry, it's it's not anymore. Alright, um, yeah, so, uh, that's good, so, I, well, Setsa and Bryce have already had at the computer system that they pulled up, which did contain a little bit of system information for the facility. Alright, and Daniel wants to not make... Daniel wants to make sure this, uh, all the fungus isn't totally eliminated, so 
I suggest um, taking a sample and sending it to Daystrom Station or something. Yeah, I mean, John's also requested spending time with the fungus as well. I'm inclined to let him. He's, uh, I don't know, he's surprisingly serious about it. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see what he's able to do. Um, but just so you know, because you're, you're treating this as a body figure, that she is definitely an Ibby project similar to Kieran and Setza. Um, project Gemini. Oh, Gamma. Sorry. Gamma. Gamma. God damn it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, yeah. I just remembered a G. God damn it. I might have project said Gamma. Gemini too. Yeah, Project Gamma. So, uh, so yeah. So definitely another part of the Ibby. So definitely a kind of a polar opposite from either of them. So biological control versus art- entirely artificial control or a hybrid between them. So interesting to see the Ibby experimenting here. But what you probably saw with her connection to the fungus is the ability to kind of control organic life. So she might have some strong empathic abilities, but maybe restricted. Um, definitely keep an eye out on that. I think technically she's genetically engineered, so that yeah, that's yeah certainly complicates things certain- with us. Yeah. At the very least, though, I mean, she's, you know, we can grant her refugee status pretty easily, and I don't think the Ibi Assembly is going to want to touch this. So, yeah, she's probably going to be on Reliant for a little while until we figure out a more permanent solution for her. Like, I, I don't have much experience with genetic and, uh, genetic uh, augmentation, but I can try talking to my dad, who pretty sure, yeah, he, he lived through the eugenics wars, so he know better than me. Alright, um, yeah, he, he might be a specialist to reach out to just to make sense of any genetic abnormalities that our systems can um, handle. He might also reach out to some specialists in Starfleet um, for additional help as well. That's is also... I, would I haven't avoid, told you yet. I would avoid getting Starfleet scientists specifically unless it's Bashir, honestly, just because of the stigma with genetic modification. Well, I do know a guy who definitely would be able to step up, and I guess at worst we can try contacting Hazra. Okay, Hazra too. Wait, does he sell bar? What? Isn't he like he a chief... food guy? He was also a chief scientist. Okay. Kind of helped create that, so. Uh, oh. Yeah, so there's just a lot to unpack here with the Ivy Assembly, and I just as well kind of steer clear of things for the moment in case we poked anything uh, sensitive to the Ikven. Yeah. So This is technically yeah. one of the Ibi planets, so if they want to go blow up the fungus, that's kind of on them. Yeah, they'll contact, but they're pretty big into ecological restoration, and I don't know if John's been able to make the fungus be happy, as you put it, then yeah, we'll see. Or he just eats all of it. It's like a buffet for him. In the future, I would like to try to avoid any fungus-based missions. I I really hate fungus. Except for, like, yeah. shiitake mushrooms. Those are amazing. Alright, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll send John to clear up any funguses in the future. Alright, thank you. Alright, anything else? Um, no. Alright, well, good work stabilizing things down there. Um, try to um, accommodation for that in the log, and... Yeah, I think we're good. I exploded a fucking dragon. It was amazing. <laughs> Graves smirks a little bit and says, I um, got a vid. I uh, got a vid. Send it to me. I don't have a video. Wait, Chorog might, though. 
His mask probably records everything. With that, does anyone else have any other scenes? Trog is laying in his bio bed. He's slowly beginning to nod off. You know, it's been a busy day. Blew up a dragon, killed some mushroom people. As he dozes off, unbeknownst to him, he starts to glow an iridescent green. <laughs> his inherited bioluminescence. It's bringing love. Break its legs. Uh, I guess if no one else has anything, it's not quite a scene, but it's just like, I guess I'm sorry. What's the, what's the what's the new Ibi's name again? Sabadu. Uh, Sabadu. Uh, I guess uh, if no one else has a scene, uh, just like once uh, sometime after some time has passed and Sabatu's been like given some quarters. They, uh, when they enter their room for the first time, uh, they also see, in addition to, you know, the standard things, they also see that computer from the, from the, the computer that was brought up, now cleaned and all plugged in on a table in the corner, with a note, uh, with a note taped to the screen. Uh, we don't necessarily need to know what that note says, but it's just a nice, just, a just, yeah. A nice little welcome letter. Or welcome note. And Sabadu is hugging the TV. And there's extra stuff that was on it than there was before, because Rick's uh, downloaded some of his favorite stuff to there as well. Why? He's going to be camped out in front of it for a while. She wants to learn. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She would have asked for that um, uh, anyway at this point, so... She is very inquisitive, and you'll see more of her later. And with that, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us on this latest adventure of Star Trek Reliant, and we are finally done with the Spore Door. Yeah. And associated. And uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, um, our email is reliantstarbaseugc.com. Again, that's reliantstarbaseugc.com. We're also variously on Twitter. And we'd like to thank you again for joining us on this latest adventure. We should continue in a couple of weeks. That, everyone say, boy now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wait, what am I supposed to say again? Oh, shit, it's the end. Say bueno.